Hello, hello, hello. My name is Kim, and welcome back to Brilliant Podcast. Yes, I know I'm like a week behind, but I had family visiting, and then I had a cold, so I've been catching up on the two most recent episodes of Doctor Who this week. Anyway, in this episode, I'll be discussing Series 11, Episode 6, entitled Demons of the Punjab, which aired on November 11th, 2018. This episode was written by Vinay Patel. This is Vinay's first writing credit on Doctor Who. So this episode starts off at Yasmin Khan's flat, where she and her family are celebrating her grandmother's birthday. She says she was the first woman married in Pakistan and the first Muslim woman to work in a textile mill in South Yorkshire. She gives Nadia some old letters from her father, a press flower to Sonia, and a broken watch to Yaz, saying it must never be fixed. I immediately thought this must have something to do with the doctor, but, you know, we shall see. Now we're in the TARDIS, and Yaz is asking if they can go back and see her grandmother in the past to find out what the secret stories she has are. The doctor says family history is tricky, but she says she could loop the watch into the TARDIS's telepathic circus to get them there. So they head to Lahore, Pakistan in the 1950s, and they see this beautiful view around them, but the doctor gets some sort of staticky image projected into her mind for a second of what looks to be aliens, of course. A man pulls up in an ox-drawn cart and says to be careful because the roads aren't safe right now, quote-unquote. Yaz says they're looking for a woman named Umbreen. Uh, she says they're family, the others say they're friends, so they claim to be family friends, and he gives them a ride. The doctor hesitates for a second, presumably trying to analyze what she saw, and she tells Yaz she thinks she intercepted something in her brain. An older man walks over and addresses the man in the cart as Prem. Prem asks the other man, Sadhu, if he wants a ride with them, but he declines, saying, young people are always in such a rush. Sadhu says not to worry and that he'll be there, whatever that means. I thought Prem might be Yaz's grandfather because he has flowers in his cart and he's probably going to some sort of an event, perhaps his wedding to Umbreen. He also says, I'm late, Umbreen's going to kill me, so yeah. Uh, as they drive away, we see an alien with some sort of spiky armor on watching them from up on a hill. They pull up to a farm where Yaz meets Umbreen, her grandmother. Prem tells her they're her family, and Yaz says they're distantly related by some cousin, and introduces her friends as well. Turns out there is a wedding, and Yaz is surprised because Prem isn't her granddad. Prem's brother Manish walks over, and Prem puts his arm around him, where we see the same watch Yaz's grandmother gave her, but it's not broken yet here. Everyone but Team Tardis goes inside to listen to some announcement. Yaz says the man her grandmother is about to marry is not her granddad, and she wants to stay longer than the hour the doctor had said they would, because now she has even more questions. It seems that her nanny had a secret Hindu first husband. She goes off to help Manish with something, and the doctor says this is what happens when she tries to be nice. Inside, the doctor, Graham, and Ryan join Umbreen and her family around the television where the announcement that India is being partitioned is happening. It's August 14th, 1947. Manish is putting up a makeshift fence where the border between the two countries is. 
The doctor tells Yaz what this partition causes. There's rioting, people are displaced, and more than a million people die. Umbreen says Manish can't have known where the border would be, but Manish says the maps were leaked weeks before and he has a source. Perhaps an alien source? Anyway, Manish is being a little racist because he says Pakistan is being created for Muslims and India is for him and other Hindus. Uh, Prem says not to reduce it to just that, and the land still belongs to everyone, but Manish says that he is wrong. Just then, the doctor gets another staticky flash in her mind of the aliens, and then Umbreen's mother sees some of the actual aliens up on the hill and says, look, demons, so that'll be the title, Demons of the Punjab. The doctor takes out the sonic screwdriver to scan them, and Umbreen's mom, Hasna, says she knew these days were cursed. The aliens disappear in what looks a little like disapparation in the Harry Potter movies. The doctor, looking up from the sonic screwdriver, says they've not gone far and that they'll deal with it. Team TARDIS runs into the woods and finds the aliens with Sadu sitting against a tree. They do some sort of static high pitch thing that causes the doctor to stop, and they say to stay away as they're standing over Sadu. The static affects all four of them, but Prem runs over with a gun, shooting at the aliens, but they disapparate again. They've killed Sadu. He's actually a Sadu, a holy man, named Bhakti. I didn't know that from the previous scene that he was in. So his name is Bhakti, and he is a Sadu. Prem says he's seen these aliens before, and we see a brief flashback to him as a soldier. He asks who Yaz really is because he thinks they're not actually family, and he wants to know why he should trust Team TARDIS. And the doctor says they have experience with impossible creatures. Some sort of purple dust-like substance disappears off Bhakti's body. Prem doesn't want to tell Umbreen and the others what happened because Hasna already thinks that the marriage is cursed. Yaz suggests they go get the others to help lay Bhakti to rest, but not tell them what happened. The doctor detects Cordian waves on the sonic screwdriver, alerting her that perhaps there's a dormant octonic engine nearby. Reading my own notes, I was like, what is this alien Doctor Who word right here? Octonic engine nearby. The doctor agrees to let Prem come demon hunting with her because he says he knows the forest and could be of help. Yaz and Graham head back to tell the others what's happened, and the doctor warns her to be careful what she says so she doesn't accidentally cause herself to not exist in the future. So no pressure, Yaz. Side note, in this episode, Yaz wears a necklace designed by Alex Monroe, the same designer who created the doctor's earring with the hands and the chain. Um, so it's a circular necklace with flowers and a bee. It retails for £195, and it's currently in stock on the Alex Monroe website, which is pretty cool. It's 195 though. I don't plan to buy it. I don't even know if it ships to the U.S. Anyway, the Doctor, Ryan, and Prem follow the Sonic and find a sort of transmat doorway in the forest... And as the Doctor is identifying it, all three of them get teleported into the ship. The Sonic doesn't pick up any other life signs on board, which is good for now. Um, she also uses it to bring up some sort of computer system hologram to tell her about the ship and the species that flies it. She gasps, recognizing that it's a Thagerian hive. Thagerians are assassins, so it's 
pretty bad they just walked into their ship. She says they're an ancient species she's not encountered before, and they've evolved themselves to be the deadliest assassins in the known universe, she says. You know, maybe the Daleks should have taken a leaf from the Thagerian's book, or not. Like, that would actually be awful, so don't do that. Um, I mean, the Daleks are always evolving to try and, you know, be better at at fighting the Doctor. There was that time that they became able to fly when they used to not be able to, so all that. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking about Daleks now. Um, the Doctor, she sonics the computer system, and it shows a holographic image of Bakhti, which means he was their target. The Doctor and Ryan ask Prem where he saw the Thagerians before, and he says it was in Singapore. He was looking for his older brother, Kunal, on the battlefield, but saw the Thagerians standing over his body. They disappeared so he couldn't find them. He asks the doctor why the demons are here now in the Punjab, and she says she doesn't know, but they'll find out, and she'll protect everyone. Pretty standard for the doctor. She'll find out what's happening, and she'll help everybody. The cylinder case pops out of the computer console that holds the purplish substance that was on the Sadhu's body. In one of the staticky images the doctor got in her head earlier, we saw the same cylinder thing. Of course, the doctor takes the cylinder, which causes the lights to turn red around them, and the two aliens teleport in, saying, you've desecrated the hive. And the high-pitched static thing affects the doctor, Ryan, and Prem. The doctor says to leave the people alone, and they're under her protection, as usual, like, go doctor, like, defender of the earth. Um, the Thagerians say she can't prevent this, and she says, just watch me. She uses the sonic, and they teleport back outside. So she's got the cylinder, and she yells, get out of the forest. Unfortunately, Prem and Ryan get teleported by a miniaturized transmat lock device on a tree, and the two Thagerians teleport outside to come after the doctor. She takes the device off the tree and runs. The Thagerians teleport away, and Ryan and Prem reappear elsewhere in the forest. Ryan heeds the doctor's words to get out of the forest, so the two take off running. The doctor keeps running, finds another transmat lock device, which he takes as well. So at this point, Ryan and Prem are like together, but the doctor is separate, and she has that cylinder with the purple dust in it. Over at the farm, Yaz and Graham break the news of Bakhti's passing to Manish, Umbreen, and Hasna. They say they don't know what happened to him, but the Doctor, Ryan, and Prem are out looking for answers. Hasna said Manish's family is cursed, and Umbreen gets annoyed at her. Manish says he'll go get the cart to bring Bakhti's body back, and Hasna says she'll prepare for the burial. Bakhti was supposed to marry Umbreen and Prem, and because she is Muslim and he is Hindu, it will now be hard for them to find someone else to perform the wedding. Yaz almost suggests they shouldn't get married, because she knows Prem isn't her grandfather anyway. A bit later, Graham comes outside to talk to Yaz. She's sitting alone and thinking about the story of her nan she thought she knew. Then Ryan and Prem run out of the forest yelling they've lost the doctor, but then she runs out across the field behind them saying to get to the barn. She leaves one of the transmat locks in the field, doing something to it with the sonic, and brings the other one into the barn. The two Thagerians teleport in, and say they don't answer to her, and she asks why they're there. 
Prem asks if they're there for him and offers himself to protect the others. But the doctor says she's done something to the transmit locks and sonics one of them in the barn, causing the aliens to teleport out. She's made a temporary barrier around the farm in hopes of keeping them out for a bit. Umbreen and Prem still plan to marry in the morning, and Team Tardis stays in the barn to examine the substance in the cylinder. The doctor opens it and uses a sonic, which gets overloaded due to too many inputs. She has to do it manually instead and lifts off a bunch of stuff she needs for her science, including a biscuit for herself. A bit like Eleven, demanding 12 Jamie Dodgers and a Fez, but not angrily, like he did. Umbrain comes into the barn and asks Yaz and the doctor to come with her and Ryan and Graham to go over to Prem's house to celebrate before the wedding. The doctor gets henna and says, Never did this when I was a man, and gets weird looks from Umbrain and Hasna, and Yaz plays it off like it's a joke. The doctor says references to gender and regeneration are all a joke, like she's a comedian. Yaz asks Umbreen how long she's known Prem, and she says they grew up together. She's excited for their life together, but her mom is worried the gangs in the distance won't let them stay there now that the land is divided. Hasna said it isn't too late, and she can still find Umbreen a good Muslim man to marry. Then Umbreen says the doctor could marry them, since they don't have a priest anymore. The doctor says she hasn't officiated a wedding since Einstein's. Hasna and Yaz protest this idea. Hasna, because it's not traditional, and Yaz, because Team Tardis wasn't going to get involved in the first place. Umbreen says they'll make their own new traditions. Ryan and Graham play cards with Prem and Manish. Manish listens to the radio a lot, and he reads pamphlets, so his views don't agree with that of his brother. Manish says Prem shouldn't get married, and that India isn't Umbreen's home anymore. Prem believes it's still their home, but Manish believes things changed when the borderline was drawn, just that day. Back in the barn, the doctor keeps working on figuring out what's going on with the Thajarians while they break the transmat locks. They come in, they take the doctor with the cylinder, teleporting both ways. They claim they're not assassins and that they've changed. They claim to be witnesses, and that the purple dust in the cylinder is all that's left of their planet and their people, which have been destroyed. Their mission is now to honor and witness the dead across the universe who are left alone. They're there to honor the upcoming casualties of the partition, apparently including Prem. The doctor wonders how the holy man died, and the Thajarians show her. We don't see it and I thought it would be Manish killing him to stop the wedding. Mm-hmm. The doctor is teleported back to the barn and tells Team Tardis that Prem dies today. Yaz doesn't want this to happen, but for Umbreen to become her nanny and for Yaz herself to exist, it has to. The doctor wants them to leave, but Yaz wants to stay and make sure her nanny will be all right. Ryan agrees with Yaz, and so does Graham. The doctor says they can't tell the others what they know. According to the radio, villages have been burned and homes ransacked overnight. Prem says the angry mob in the valley is made up of ordinary people who have lived together peacefully for ages, and now hatred is coming from all sides. Graham says all they can strive to be is good men. He and Prem embrace and he fights back tears, telling Prem he is a good man. He knows Prem's gonna die, but can't say anything. So he plays it off like he's just happy tears about the wedding. 
Umbreen has chosen to get married right on the border so she can be the first woman married in Pakistan. The doctor starts their ceremony and says she believes love is the most powerful weapon they have. In Hindu tradition, Umbreen has Yaz tie a rope around her and Prem's hands, saying it can be their thing as well. Manas shows up at the end, and in celebrations after the ceremony, Umbreen praises him for helping work the field side by side in a time when they had little to eat. She asks if she can return the favor by feeding him, and he says he didn't work the land for her, but for his brothers. He thinks their wedding will not make a difference in the face of what is coming and walks out of the barn. The doctor follows him. Prem does a Muslim tradition and gives Umbreen his watch, saying it's hers to keep forever, but he drops it while handing it to her. This is how it broke. She says this is their moment in time. Madish points his brother's rifle at the doctor. She asks him what happened and if he shot the holy man with it too. Madish says this is his time to fight and suggests the doctor and her friends leave if they want to get out alive. He's called the angry mob to the barn. Five men on horseback with swords ride up, and Manish goes to greet them. The doctor warns everyone what's happening, but Hasna doesn't want to leave because her husband and parents are buried on their land. Everyone collects their things, and Prem says he wants to talk to Manish to give the others time to get away, and then he'll follow. The doctor wants to go with him, but he says these are demons he has to face alone. Prem goes up to the men, and Manish says they're checking the land for people who don't belong. Prem even recognizes a man he fought side by side with in the war, who's now against him. The Thajarians show up and say, we'll watch over him now, meaning Prem is about to die. This will let the others escape, and the aliens can witness him. Prem pleads with his brother. Team Tardis and the others turn around so they don't have to see and the men shoot Prem. We end with Yaz back home talking to her nanny. Umbreen asks Yaz if she wants to know about the watch, but she says no, another time. So, I liked this episode. We keep having ups and downs this season, like at least with how I'm liking the episodes, and this was a good one. A sad one, but a good one. I kind of expected Umbreen to give Yaz a knowing look in that last scene, seeing as she did meet her in the past, blah blah blah. Also, I kind of wish we had met Yaz's actual granddad in passing or something. But I, I liked that we met even more of Yaz's family in this episode and that they were the main characters of the story as well. I wish Prem didn't die, but then again he had to so Yaz could exist. Something I thought about in this episode was that the Doctor uses the Sonic a lot just walking around scanning for things. I feel like sometimes in the past, the Doctor has used it more on like specific items, not just to get a reading around um, where she is. Well, when he, where he is in the past, if we're talking about it that way. I don't know, I guess its usage is evolving. And of course, every iteration of the Sonic must have slightly different usages. Like the Doctor, every different regeneration has slightly different, you know, skills. Also, the Doctor mentioned wanting a biscuit in this episode, so I hope we see the Custard Creams dispenser on board the TARDIS again. 
Throughout the season, the Doctor is really focused on helping people, and Team TARDIS uses all their skills all together to help. I really want to see an episode, like, at the end of the season, where the Doctor is, like, epically saving people, like the Tenth Doctor in the specials or something. Let me rate this episode in third place. I'm placing it just above Rosa, which I think I liked just as much, but I like the aliens better in this episode. So the woman who fell to Earth stays in first, then arachnids in the UK, demons of the Punjab comes next, then Rosa, then the ghost monument, then the Saranga conundrum is last. Please subscribe to Brilliant Podcast at anchor.fm slash brilliant-podcast or soundcloud.com slash brilliantpodcast. You can also find Brilliant Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and CastBox. New this week, you can also listen on Overcast. Find me on Facebook and Instagram at Brilliant Podcast, Twitter at Brilliant Pcast, brilliantpodcast.tumblr.com, and you can email me at brilliantpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sorry this episode was so late, but I will be working on the next one, which I'm also behind on, just as soon as I finish editing and uploading this one.